Well, welcome to another episode of On the Couch with myself, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. And this afternoon, I'm joined by the wonderful Adam Dawes from Shore & Partners, where he is a senior advisor. And Adam, of course, will be very familiar to all of you as uh, a partner in crime on Ausbiz sometimes. And also, Adam has been kind enough in the past to do some uh, podcasts with me as well. So it's really delightful to catch up with Adam because when I looked, it was the last time we did this was back in... Um, the lockdown period in 2021, which feels like a, an age ago. So welcome, Adam. Thanks very much for giving up your time. Really happy to be here, Henry, uh, especially when it's you. Oh, you're just saying that. Now, just before we kick off, just remind everyone that this is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor, etc., about any of the thoughts, ideas or insights on this podcast. So just remember, guys, financial, it is general financial advice only. So Adam, yeah. welcome. How's your year been? It's the, uh, it's the last day of Happy the year, year we're recording this. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Absolutely. By the time this goes out, it will be the New Year. Happy New Year to everyone yes. or New Financial Year. How's it been for you? Well, it's been pretty good. Um, I, I think, the first of all, is that, you know, with this latest in, in June, this sort of downturn, um, I think you and I have seen a couple of these little downturns and these little sort of, you know, gyrations and these sort of uh, re-ratings of markets and I've become a little bit more desensitized to them over the over the time. And so when clients ring up and they're a bit stressed about things, I'm like, well, look, you know, generally we, we will come back and, you know, and it, it will be okay. So my year's been a lot of uh, the first part of the year doing quite well. Markets were looking very good. And then January came around and we've been pretty volatile since. It has, isn't it? And you, you talk about little pullbacks. I mean, we have pulled back a thousand points. Yeah, but no, if you take that back to COVID little. 2020 March, then, you know, if we see a four yes. in front of it, then, yeah, we, we, we do have to worry at six, whatever we are, six, five, six, seven, you know, I'm. Yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah, I guess I take your point. It has it has been a tale of two halves, mm-hmm. I guess, because the first half of the year was, uh, was pretty good. As you say, January was uh, a high point for me. Easter was my high point. Fat and happy at Easter, I called it when I wrote in the newsletter and that every year I go away somewhere for Easter and I'm fat and happy and usually come back and then it's pretty much uh, the custard hits the fan from there on in. And yet again, again. it's happened this yeah. year. Triple so, top, though. Um, we, remember, we saw, we've seen a triple top on the ASX 200, so that it couldn't break through after that. So that was definitely a warning sign that things were going to get re-rated, that's for sure. And re-rated they have, mm-hmm. that is for sure. Now, uh, as far as the new year goes, because we're, uh, we're this is a, a new year podcast <laughs> in some respects, what do you see playing out for the next, um, let's say, six months up till Christmas time? Well, let's go a little bit earlier, I reckon. Uh, but over the okay. next coming six months, I expect us to have a soft landing versus versus a hard landing. And a soft landing, uh, soft landing means that in this reporting season coming up, potentially we are going to see uh, earnings downgrades of around about 20% for most of the yeah. ASX. So the stocks have already fallen but now earnings are going to follow. So I think it's going to be a tough six months, three months. I think it's going to be even a little bit tougher, but certainly I don't see the GFC style collapse. I'm sort of, uh, I'm happy that, you know, uh, we've we've got high employment basically. So, you know, that's going to help that. But obviously reducing the target, I think, for the next six months to where the ASX is going to land. And it's always a tough one when people say, where do you think the ASX is going to be? But probably... Hopefully higher from here, but uh, it's it's going to be tough. I think sort of closer to sort of seven thousand. Uh, so a bit of a downgrade mm. there. 
But look, um, you know, I guess everyone wants to know when it's when it's the right time to buy. So I think uh, at the end of reporting season, there'll be some decent bargains uh, going forward. So right. it's going to be a tough year. Is there going to be a bell? Uh, I'm not willing to call it. <laughs> Is someone going to ring I'm the bell when it hits it. the bottom? <laughs> I'm not willing to call it. Maybe you can. Well, are we going to get that that all ringing bell for whom the bell tolls? Is that going to happen? Are we going to get uh, an Ernest Hemingway moment? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, obviously, valuations are going to have to come down a little bit, um, but earnings, I think, is the, mm. is, is is what's going to pull it back. Um, you know, what, what what do you buy? You know, potentially want companies with good, strong earnings. So, you know, resources are still going to be fairly solid unless Ukraine and, uh, and uh, Russia get sorted. So, yeah, you know, you just potentially got to look at some uh, uh, another ones, but always stay in the quality, Henry. Don't go into the small cap space, which I know you do enjoy and your listeners I enjoy, do. but I this do. is the time not to be a hero. That's my quote. I know. I know. I'm having a bit of a, a revamp at the moment in my small cap portfolio, a reset, as I call it. Yeah. Um, it's been going five and a bit years. And um, yes, it's certainly the headwinds are building. And when I look at you know, the small cap index on the ASX is down 20%. Mm on the year it's had an absolute shocker um luckily i have avoided that um completely right luckily so um i i was down three hundred dollars as at um the day before the end of financial year in in the portfolio so that was um that was pretty good as far as i'm concerned but uh, yeah you're right it is going to get a lot harder from here i think in terms of the headwinds when you got you i mean you're at the coalface mm. you're you're talking to clients every day also you have the added luxury of course of having a great big resource of the analysts behind you what what are the analysts saying are they starting to move those numbers down we've seen in in terms of the pe we've seen the p come mm. down but when are we going to see the E come down in terms of the analyst forecast? Are we going to see that well, soon or is that, that already happening around it, it, sure? it is happening a little bit because we, we've got confession session now, which is just before the quarterlies, but then also just before the financial year, which is going to be year end or half year. So it's over the last week or so, we've seen a lot of resource companies, gold companies, in fact, and you've seen that re being reflected in the market mm. over the last week. Um, uh, we've also saw Oz Minerals come out and give us a little bit of a, well, it's not going to be so good and there's costs of running higher. So, yeah, I think you're already starting to see companies coming out and doing that. But I think analysts, obviously, always a little bit slower uh, to sort of get that through into their numbers and get a report out. But, yeah, I suspect you'll see that over the next coming week to two weeks. Uh, analysts will start. Analysts will start to be tightening their belt just a little bit. More. Yeah, I mean, admit, I've been quite surprised about the number of companies that have come out and reaffirmed guidance. Mm. Um, they haven't really done very well out of it because they've still been punished. But as you say, the, the, the story in the resource sector has very much been that cost blowout in terms of, I guess, uh, fuel prices, running um, remote sites, etc., which has really fed into the production problems that some of them have had yeah. with staffing, COVID lockdowns, restrictions, etc. So um, it's hard to see that abating anytime soon with oil at 120 bucks a barrel still yeah uh, look i agree and, and obviously no green shoots coming from any real exploration if you're talking oil um you know uh or iron ore i mean you know there's not that many new stuff coming on china's going to bring some more new iron ore on in about two years three years i think it's indonesia mm. if that's right um uh they've got a big big one going up out there so like you know there's going to be some more supply pressures on the resource thing uh, resource stocks but 
Iron ore definitely staying nice and high. Oil coming off a little bit, but um, I still think that that inflation, is it near the top, Henry? I'm asking you the question. Are you going to ring the bell on inflation? I think it depends in which jurisdiction you're talking. I think Sri Lanka, it's definitely (laughs) not near the top. It's probably probably near the bottom. If you'd asked me about Japan, I would have known. But see, Sri Lanka, I thought you were well read. 39% inflation. I am, am, but that is rapidly rapidly becoming a failed state. They haven't got any oil at all. Um, They haven't got any petrol. So it is drifting into being a failed state which is uh, not a good um, position to be in because usually somebody steps in to fill the void. Mm. Um, and, of course, China, with its expansionary plans, there is a danger, of course, that they step in, loan them the money, get the oil pumping again, and um, ch- there's China with a little um, a little <laughs> kind of colony at the bottom of India. So that would be an interesting time. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, you are the expert, of course, on Bank of Japan, as we know <laughs> uh, from days gone by. There's nothing... Mr. Dawes doesn't know uh, about the Bank of Japan, right. I have to say. But as as far as you know, inflation goes globally, I I think we're we're not far from the peak. Mm-hmm. I think the UK's still got a little bit further to go. I think we've obviously got further to go, mainly because we don't uh, report monthly. We only do quarterly, so we've got to wait for another couple of weeks till July the thirteenth to see our disastrous uh, state of affairs in terms of inflation, and then we won't get another one for another three months. So. You know, we, we, we're kind of behind the eight ball, but the U.S. does look as if it's trying to peak a little bit. Mm. The oil price has come off a smidge, the gas price at the pump, and you, you can see it with the consumer numbers in the U.S. are falling. So maybe that one um, is not under control because it could leap at any stage, but it's um, maybe peaking a little bit. So, all right, now we, we know that there's going to be a tricky three months. We know it's going to be a tricky reporting yeah. season. I've got a smidge of a question for you. How, how do you... Um, how do, this is a question without notice as well, so you're going to have to make it up like you do most things. Mm-hmm. But how do you avoid the landmines during pouring season? Are there any signs that you look for are going into August? Obviously, there's, there's confession mm-hmm. season, but are there any signs that you look for or, or that Shaw look for in terms of giving you the heads up that, hey, things might not be all as they seem? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, macro factors and where we are at the moment, you know, potentially going into reporting season, I'd be very much uh, underweight consumer discretionary stocks. You know, that's a that's a sort of given uh, that, you know, obviously interest rates are biting into discretionary spend. And uh, we've seen, you know, the, for the likes of, uh, there's plenty of them, discretionary ones out there, but Adore Beauty, uh, you know, the, there's, a, there's a huge Ooh, list yeah. of stocks that you potentially wouldn't be looking for maybe looking for a bit of a bottom somewhere along the line. But, you know, as far as warning signs, it's hard to say. I think it's about the vibe. Oh, the vibe. vibe. I like that. Uh, How do we measure the vibe, Mr. Dawes? The vibe is, uh, you know, they, yeah, it's, it's basically because you say we're close to the market, you get a feeling, you get a feel for what the market's thinking and the way it's going to react to certain things. And if you see any of those headlines, like a downgrade, you know, and you've got companies that have downgraded in the last three times, you know that there's pretty much going to be a, you know, it's it, that's that's a definite warning yeah. sign. So keeping un, up up to date with what the you know, companies are saying, what they're doing. So that's the vibe. And then that will then flow into into a sector, which then potentially you'd be clear of that sector or looking for warning signs in those sectors. Um, but yeah, consumer discretion is a classic one uh, where it's a pretty... Mm. Lay down was there that it's going to be a tough, tough, tough time for discretionary. Lavisa, Lavisa should do well. 
and uni. Well, yeah. you know that you know that Universal one that you. Um, I do, I, I do. I, I know um, you would, would, interview... would be wearing their clothes a lot. I do. Luckily, <laughs> um, I'm young enough to uh, still shop at Universal. Um, I did get the chance to interview their CEO a few uh, oh, about a month or so ago. Interesting business, uh, hey? Oz oh, It was an interesting business. Smart lady as well, and obviously their their market is the sort of twenty to thirty year olds who are going out and partying after being locked down for a couple of years. And they don't really give two hoots about the mortgage yeah. rate because they can't afford a house yeah. anyway. They're lucky to be able to afford the rent. Um, so she was seeing not that much in terms of slowdown and, and stock levels were well and truly manageable and under control. But the market doesn't like it. And it is thin, mm. but um, yeah. interesting. It's also interesting, I guess, this is something I wrote in the newsletter in the last couple of days, is, you know, we saw those retail sales numbers yesterday. Yeah. They were record numbers. Good news is bad news at the moment because if it's record numbers, then I, interest rates go higher quicker. I know, but then, oh. but then you know, we're talking about all these consumer discretionary stocks. And yeah. when I wander around the shops, which I tend to do, especially the trendy ones, as you know, Universal and um, <laughs> Glue and um, General <laughs> See, Pants. You're really struggling like, now for three in a row, aren't you? <laughs> I was, I was. And i got to say, at my age, it's more like General Slacks. <laughs> But um, it's um, it's pretty it's still pretty busy out there. People are still spending money. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah, you, I even went to MJ Bale and bought some shirts. There you go. There you go. Look at boom, me go. Boom. How you got a wedding or something so, to go boom. to? Uh, actually, that's a good point. I do have a <laughs> wedding to go to. You're right. All right. All right well, let's get back yeah. on track. Enough of this frivolity. So. You know, it's going to be a tough environment. Corporate results are going to be under pressure. We've got to look for signs of the landmines out there. So are there any stocks at the moment that stand out for you and you think, oh, look, you know what? This one is interesting. It's It stacks up on lots of fronts and it is maybe recession proof, maybe inflation proof. Are there any out there that you think, yeah, all right. So time to uh, time to time nibble. To nibble. Um, there's a couple of things. I'll give two takeover speculations that I've been sort of thinking about in my brain. Yeah. I think APA is the next one to go. Um, they've got all right. of our good infrastructure. They've taken everything. Yep. Sydney Airport's my most favourite and loved stock has disappeared. Spark infrastructure, you know the list. So I reckon yep. infrastructure in Australia, it's a big one. It would be tough for them to get it, but I think APA could be another tar takeover target. Do you see Tyro's CEO leaving yesterday? And yeah. he went to Star Group. But he was yeah. the guy that actually oversaw uh, the demerger of Tats, uh, Tats and Tabcorp. Sorry, and Tattersalls, yeah. the merger, bringing it together. Oh. Now, he oh. was on the Tattersall side. Potentially, yeah. Star Group makes a, a long bow, takes a, makes a play a for. Uh, TLC. Yeah. There's been some speculation yeah, in the Because I had to say, I was quite, quite, quite surprised yesterday because Tyro tanked. Yeah. They were down 16% yeah. uh, on the announcement yeah. that he was leaving to go to Star, which was up 3%. Right. <laughs> Given that he's done such a bang up job at Tyro, you'd think that the shareholders would be absolutely applauding him leaving. Uh, it was about the and the shareholders in Star would be pretty worried. Tattersall's about a Tabcorp experience. And I think he's going to. Well, that explains yeah, it. See, that's why I need someone like you with your depth of experience as opposed to my aestheticness <laughs> to uh, to explain it to me. So yeah, there was a note in the Australian or an article in Australian saying calling for uh, uh, Treasury TLC to be a takeover target. I'm just sort of putting a couple of bows together. But anyway, that's all speculation. Please seek professional yeah, advice like before that. you do anything, and this is Ex not advice, etc. So there's no. there's two takeovers that I reckon are going to happen. That's uh, that's what I think. Where where is I mean, obviously being overweight energy has been the right space to be, and 
potentially you should still be overweight energy. There's still no way of getting through gas shortages and, and all this kind of stuff. And that only bodes well for uh, our energy guys. So, um, yeah, that, that's a bit long. That trade's coming a bit longer. I have been fairly negative yep. on the consumer staples sector, but I think we're done right. on that. And I think it might be time to potentially have a look at two in that space. But um, Metcash, I don't usually like Metcash. Yeah, good results. Good results. Hardware is about 20% of their revenue. So yep. big chunk of that revenue is coming from hardware and it looks good. So they're nicely diversified. So uh, yeah, dipping my toe into something like a, a consumer staple. Um, I reckon infl- uh, fuel's done, inflation's going to peak, but it's yeah, it's going to be manageable. Supply chain will start to come back on. Fingers crossed an iceberg lettuce doesn't cost 10 bucks. Yeah, I, I think that should come down. Who eats iceberg lettuces anyway? God, it's well, it's actually, like, actually the look the at the bananas. The bananas are, are a barometer for the supermarkets. And bananas, bananas is the highest margin product they've got in the store. So when you walk around the front of the, each store end, that's their highest margin product. Yeah, that's what they want to promote, get more sales. Bananas is the highest one. Bananas. And it's about five. How did you know that little tip? Oh, I've, been, I've been having putting together my own little banana index for a while now. Have just you? trying to work out what the correlation is. That's a worry. <laughs> see, see, that's why I don't need you covered it. No, of course. Uh, so, yeah, so no, but bananas, check the price of bananas. And as they come down, that means inflation is going to come down as well. Right. Well, I saw I saw a lettuce in Northbridge Woolies, which is, I suspect, one of the most expensive supermarkets in Sydney, yeah. if not the country. Yeah. Um, it's extraordinary. Uh, they were six dollars fifty for a little iceberg lettuce last Saturday. So they have come off the yeah. top. Yeah. So I reckon consumer staples. Next one would be Woolies would be the big boy in the room uh, that you could potentially have a look at. I think that those are the two. And Woolies has come off a fair bit, hasn't it? It's come off and. Um, it's come off a bit. It's come off from 42 bucks to 36 bucks. It hasn't been such a casualty as some of the others, like West Farmers, well, which has, uh, has really come off the that's board. That's the discretionary spend, though, isn't it? Is it? Well, it's got Kmart, it's got Target, and 60% of its revenue is Bunnings. Now, if you take the read-through from IH, uh, from Metcash, 20% of their revenue, yeah. and it was a good number, that may potentially mean hardware is actually going to do okay. Yeah. But I love, I mean, I love Wesley's, but it's the consumer discretionary stuff. It's at the low end too. I don't know. You get four bucks for a pair of jeans. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that is true. It's hard to see how people, you know, when you look at the prices in uh, in Kmart and Target, you kind of scratch your head and wonder how they can possibly make money on that. A banana costs more than a pair of jeans. <laughs> a kilo of I mean, how does that work? More. Good old bananas. How does that work? I mean, that's that's just. I tell you, you now it? go through the supermarkets and always watch the banana price. Yeah, watch the banana price. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create the banana index. <laughs> I've got American you, data. I can't find at... Australian data. That's that's my anyway. Aren't we the home of bananas? Yeah, yeah. If anybody knows anyone in Coles or Woolies that can give us that uh, data. I should reach out to him. Yeah, you should. It's um, fascinating. I, I must admit, I was fascinated with the tins of um, infant formula, and I used to go and take pictures yeah. of them. And, and blueberries. I used to take pictures of blueberry prices and avocado prices for uh, for Costa Group implications. You so, you know, it's, I guess it's using the Mark 1 eyeball, as I always say, uh, to see what's going on around you in terms of uh, pricing. Absolutely. So interesting stuff. Bananas. I'm definitely on that one. Now, Dorsey, right. what else do you like? We got APA. We got some uh, you'd like Woolies. You'd like some uh, some of those sorts of staples. What else do you like? What about? I tell you what. What about Endeavour Group? That one's got me scratching my head. 
is that does that class as an, a staple or a discretionary? Is alcohol staple? Well, I could probably answer that from my own personal experience. <laughs> but is it is it discretionary or a staple, or is it just it running its own race? Is Dan Murphy's just the category killer and and the it's recession proof? I think I, I think I think it is recession proof. Um, we. We really liked it, obviously, because Dan Murphy's is a fantastic business. There's no doubt about that, and and you know it, it's proofs in the pudding when you go into those stores. It's it's a good experience. So so yeah, but I, I think the hotels is probably where they can get a lot of um, uh, more growth. They've got the budget and they've got the firepower to consolidate some of these smaller hotel groups and put them into sort of bigger categories. So that I think is going to definitely be a growth area. I think Jimmy Brings is a yeah. good little part of their business as well. But it's pretty simple. Uh, um, alcohol will consumption will increase when times get bad. I'm, I'm yeah, really comfortable uh, with Endeavor. I think it's an absolute sc- screamer. How long has it been listed for? We've got that's that's oh, a couple of no. years. Isn't it? Uh, Time flies when you're having well, fun. Well, it does. Twenty fourth of uh... June, two thousand and twenty one. So we're at a year. So yeah, generally it should yeah. should do well in the first year of listing. So I guess now is a real sort of uh, press, pressure point for uh, Endeavor, especially where it is on the chart as well. It's getting back up to that eight dollar mark, which is going to yeah. I really like it though. I, I I think it's I think it's a staple. <laughs> it's right. consumer staple. <laughs> you, you don't think it's um you know it's, there's potential if the economy does go to rack and ruin, we've got potential downside in the hotels things, and people may do a bit more brewing at home and a bit more bit less craft brewing and a bit cheaper wines and margins etc you don't think that's a possibility yeah the pubs are able to put a 200 percent landed price on up on most of their spirits slash wines um the beer is probably where they'll probably take a haircut at least to get the people in the door but then they can feed them a schnitzel and um you know whatever so uh, you're right it is a bit of a pain point but generally, people gamble and drink more when times are tough. I don't know if times are going to get tough. Unemployment's at what three point nine percent. Like, what, yep. what, what, you know, there's nothing tough out there. There's 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 enough jobs. In fact, they're creating more jobs and and there's more people. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Endeavor's a good buy though. I, you you like it, Henry? You don't like it? No, I don't. I don't like it. I actually I actually think it's a bit toppy at the moment. It's sort of escaped the wrath of the market, and I think there's a you could mount a case for selling that and buying something that may have been whacked so hard that it's starting to look good value on a pairs trade. But it's just, I defer to your knowledge. Oh, yeah, I agree. Coming up to $8 is probably a temporary sell there or a trade sell, and it's, it's going to hit a triple top again. And can it get through? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I just think it, it, it's a good business. They know what they're doing, though. It always is, you know, I always say that it's the first 12 months the parent, uh, the, the child will outperform the parent. And we're right. funny enough, we're right at that first that year. So if you actually gave it a look across Woolworths, you'd probably see it, you're right, has definitely outperformed and held up well. So we are at a bit of a crossroads my, my, with that one. Yeah, my, my children definitely outperformed <laughs> their parents, especially when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> I'm a bit of a lightweight these days, I have to uh, say. It's, it's interesting though, you, start, you talk about um, the recessionary uh, proof of um, Endeavour. I guess, you know, when you think about it, the um, the biggest business during the Great Recession or the Great Depression in the US was Prohibition and alcohol. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, history lesson. It, well, it is, and gambling. I mean, obviously, but they were obviously when yeah. when you put Prohibition on, you tell somebody that they can't do it. Well, they're going to go out and do it, aren't they? Um, 
Yeah. But um, yeah, no, potentially not recession proof. And there has been, uh, I do notice that a couple of brokers are sort of cutting their price targets by sort of two and 3%. So there's a little bit of trimming that's going on at the moment. So that's fair to say. Um, but I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and if it got, got a got a six in front of it, I'd be definitely buying this thing. So, you know, maybe there's opportunity right. when it comes back to 650 if it does, you know. Yeah. Um, they'll pay some good yeah, dividends as well, I think. I think we don't really see a lot of that on the div side, but that will come. It's a shame, it's just a shame they don't give a shareholder discount. <laughs> True. <laughs> remember remember the days when Coles go? used to give you a shareholder discount? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd buy 500 was, shares was, and they'd give you a discount. They had hundreds of thousands of retail investors because everyone used to have their Coles discount card. <laughs> Those are the happy days. All right. Well, we're coming to the end right. of our session. I've, I've, I've taken up lots of your time. And it's been lots of fun. I'm going to ask you another. I'm going to ask you the Bank of Japan question. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is the uh, if you were going to have one flyer, one out and out speculative flyer for the next financial year, we can sit down in a year's time and we can berate each other. If there was one flyer that you would pick what would it be does it does it have to be uh I'll, I'll i'll give you one esg one and then one non-esg one how's that sound oh blimey we're getting very uh -huh. politically correct now because i think anything with an esg tailwind will do well over the next 10 years 15 years right so that that right. positioning portfolios with that sort of underlay or that undercurrent that it, it will do well yeah. so wally fantastic business right. come 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 back to me in a year's time Look at that chart. That is a beautiful chart. It's just ticking up nicely. It's not not going crazy. It's just doing well. I think Wally's with that ASG tailwind. I think is going to do well. So in twelve months, six months, two years, that one's going to be a great one. So for something that's a little bit more short dated, that's not ASG focused, I'm going to go for a small coal company called Terracom. T E R is the stock code. They're sixty cents at the moment. Um, market cap is. Un, well, it, it, it's it, it's not about the issue of the market cap. These guys took over the Blair Athol project from Rio when it was basically worth a dollar. They've brought it up now. Yep. They've paid all the debt off on it, and all the uh, for the next ten to twelve years, which is the mine life, is going to be dividends returned back to shareholders. At the moment, they're going to pay a ten cent dividend. Will they will be paying a dividend, and then another ten cent dividend in December as well. So it looks like this is going to trade at these levels on about a 25% yield with, yeah, good growth. Well, growth is not going to be there unless the coal price continues to move higher. You're just going to be sucking income out of this thing. Right. Yeah, there's this. But does that not become a bit like a capital return in some respects? Because I've played this game with, with Jupiter Mines, which was yielding 10%. But the trouble is the share price just falls 10%, never recovers. And the next year it pays out 10% again, and it falls another 10%. So you end up swapping income for capital. Yeah, good call. I hadn't thought about that. I think if the coal price is going to remain high and, in fact, go higher over the next five years, yeah. I think that potentially you'll see this thing re-rate to over... Uh, I won't give a price. I'll think... I'll potentially see this re-rate. But yeah. that's okay. a good point. I hadn't thought about it. It's a good point, um, swapping dividends for capital. It's a 12-year yeah, mine life, though, so I think we've got a little bit of time. And if coal prices can stay high and go high, which I think that they will... Because there's no new production, yeah. no new mines. This, these things are all going to run out. So it's 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 quite a an interesting play okay. going forward. All right. Well, we'll we'll be back this time next year, and we will um we will resurrect those two, and we'll we'll see how we have gone, or see how you've gone. Nice anyway. one. So, Dorsey, yep. 
Mate, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute delight, as always. And it's always good to get your in-depth thoughts on the Bank of Japan, as usual. And your in-depth... More to the point, though. More to the point, the banana... There you go. We should start something I'm then, mate. We've got to do this. it, yeah? We've got to do it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm if gonna you run, run it, I'm climbing to it, right? So we're partners, all right? I think it's the Dorsey Banana <laughs> Index. <laughs> it. it could go a bit bent. It might go off. <laughs> That's right. Um, it might get squished, but uh, the Banana Index is going to become... It won't, thin, it won't slip you up. Oh, you are good, aren't you? Mate, no thank worries. you very much Anytime. for your time. It's been great. Happy thank New you. Year, and uh, we'll Absolutely. see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks, mate.